We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's episode 19 yes. of the California Golden Blocks Bearcast. The Bearcast. The number one Cal rated. Or, yeah. Number the, one rated. The number one rated. Cal Sports Podcast. And the best Cal Sports Podcast to have never won an award. <laughs> this, is, this is true. I don't, will we ever win an award? And I'll, I'll, I mean, Do they give Peabody Awards to podcasts? Uh, probably. Maybe we can... <laughs> To, maybe we could spin this off into a soap opera and win a daytime Emmy. Maybe, maybe that means as the bear turns. Who would who would script it? That's 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 what I'm curious. Uh, I about. wrote a play in high school. There you go. It was about a talking box, and the two main characters were Lionel and Richie. <laughs> I was I checked out for that semester. I think uh, I think we can find some some people from our writers that would be willing to write a a good little piece. A little soap opera, like Tree's one episode. pregnant. <laughs> the, the twenty-five, a twenty-five minute soap opera. And like it's a... not Oski's. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs> and you have to do the whole kind of telenovela sort of, yeah, yeah, exaggerated yeah. face. Exactly. Like... Yep. You got to do the whole General Hospital thing. Yeah. And you know the the whole daytime soap operas. Oh, oh lord. Um. Oh, I mean, but past the drama. Um, this week was, this week was not a fun week. No. It, last week was a fun week. Yeah, last week was fine. This week sucked. This, this weekend week was, in particular was god this, awful. It was, it was not a good weekend. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I'm sick. I'm currently yeah. still getting over my sickness, so, uh, please excuse my voice and my potential coughing. <coughs> uh, speak of the devil. He's not dying. I'm not. Um. I guarantee that. I mean, we're all <laughs> technically dying, but you know what? We're not going to think about it. We're not going to. We're not going to kill this podcast on a technicality. No pun intended. Yes. Um. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, this this yeah, not a good Cal week. No, no. I don't unless think we, you count the women's game. Then it's a half. Colorado. Is it a half smile? It's like it's a like, quarter smile. It's a quarter smile. You know what? Um, before we get to the basketball, let's talk a little football. Yeah, um, we're kind of contractually obligated to do that. We so. are. We are to a contract that does not exist in this universe. Yeah. Um, should we top-rated we... sports contract <laughs> in the something um, or other? 
I'm Let, losing my train of thought. I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> me too. Uh, we're just going to roll through this. This might actually be our shortest podcast ever. Yeah. Um, but for starters, let's start with the big news that happened on Tuesday, I believe. Um, yes, it was Tuesday. Kenny Lawler declares for the 2016 NFL Draft. Um, he is now gone as well, officially, which means that our top six wide receivers are now officially gone. May he not go to Cleveland. Oh, may he not go to Cleveland. May he, may he be drafted wherever jo- Goff gets drafted. Yeah, I, would, I think that'd be pun- fun. Yeah, and the Niners have been tied to Hugh Jackson, and I think he's pretty high on Goff. Yeah. So, boom, get Goff with your number seven pick. There was a thing I read. Get and- Lawler with the fourth or fifth <clears throat> rounder. There was a thing I read, it kind of has to do about this, but there was a thing I read, uh, I think on Twitter, by uh, Tim, Kawa- Tim Kawakami. Mm-hmm. He said, um, "Just this, this is just his guess. This is not based on any sources or anything like that. But what, he's, what he said was, Chip Kelly actually interviewed with the Niners, I think this past week. Yeah. Hugh Jackson also. And what he thinks in his mind is, Chip Kelly is willing to... Or wants to stay another year with Kaepernick and try with try to use him in his system. Mm-hmm. I think Hugh Jackson is more willing to part with Kaepernick and start fresh with a new quarterback. That's what he said, I, and that I'm, and I looked so. at that and I said, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty much. I mean, what Hugh Jackson did with Andy Dalton in that offense is pretty amazing. Yeah. And then then if, they lost their playoff game, so the streak continues. Yeah, Vontae's <laughs> um, perfect. Everyone, God, that guy. He did the same thing against Cal uh, in 2011. Yeah. I mean... Oh, sorry. Let's not take away from the fact that he's one hell of a football player. Yeah. But it's just these lapses in judgment that just did not help him. It's not that they're lapses in judgment. It's that he doesn't have any. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just poor, poor... I don't know what you got to do with a guy like that. Do you cut a guy like that? Or do you just say, hey, you're going in solitary confinement for 30 days? There were only, there's only a handful of NFL franchises that would take a chance on those types of guys. And Rex Ryan is calling him right now. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Jerry Jones might be calling him yeah. too. Well, Rex just tired his brother. To That's work true. On yeah. The Rob Ryan is now the defensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. So, um, but back to Kenny Lawler. Yeah. Kenny. Um, Kenny, he uh, I didn't know this, but he actually finished second in uh, touchdown receptions in Cal history. Who's he behind? I do not know. Um, um but who who would you put at the top? If I think you were probably to... Jeff MacArthur would be the top guy if I'm thinking about it. But right, yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm looking back at just like last maybe ten years of yeah, Cal football. I, I don't there's think it's not, any of those guys. Yeah, there's not a lot of guys I could think of that would have had that many touchdown receptions because he he finished um, with I think 27. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, maybe. Uh, so if you're number one, you've got to be I think at least at 30. 28 or 29. Yeah. Um, so you know what. I, if you know the answer to this question, please let us know. Yeah, we're kind of befuddled right now, and I, I, I don't know how to. They, I gotta find where they keep the. They keep the records usually in the media guide, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, so we gotta find some media we'll, guide. We'll have to dig through that. It's all online now. So. It is. That is true. It is all online. Um, but some other, uh, some other little uh, notes and stats for Kenny. He's tied for twelfth in the Pac-12 
with his 27 touchdown receptions. Pac-12 history. Um, he's also... 19 starts. Yep, yep. Uh, he also had at least one catch in 34 of his 35 career games. I do know the record holder for that one in Cal history is uh, Robert Jordan. There it is, yep. He had a, I think he had a catch in every game he played in, and he played all four years. Four years, years. yeah. I remember, I remember my freshman year was the year... Um, well, that was his senior year. Yeah, that was 07. Yeah, and there was a there was one game I think in the middle where he had it it broke the record. Yeah, and I remember them announcing it, and it was a big deal, and you know, um, and all that. Uh, you know what? Career wise, you know his his stats aren't that high. I mean, I'm looking no. at this going receiving wise. He had a lot of crazy catches, but he did not a lot of yards. Yeah, I mean, on the on for his career, 35 games played, 143 receptions. 17, 1,706 yards, 27 touchdowns. His longest was 52, uh, receiving uh, a reception per game average of 4.1 um, and an re- average reception or yard per catch of 11.9 and an average yard per game of 48.7. So yeah. it didn't help that he was playing with a buttload of talented receivers and that he was used as mostly a, a red zone threat. Yeah. And he was also out quite a bit this season, so that contributed. Which is weird, because it says he played 13 games. Yeah, he, like in the Stanford game, he came in for a play to block. Yeah, one or two snaps. right back out. And I don't (coughs) remember him playing all that much against Arizona State or uh, Oregon State either. Yeah. He got injured against Oregon State, actually. He only had one catch in that game. I think it was a touchdown. Yep, yep. But... He's just—he's an extraordinarily talented player. So. He is. He is. And in his in his um, little letter to all Cal fans in the Cal family, um, he does say um, it's going to mean a lot to me to come back and get it. When he's talking about his Cal degree, I'm looking forward to coming to come back and get my degree whenever I do. I'm definitely going to come back and get this degree. It's going to mean a lot to me with my life after football. So, right. you know what? He's probably not that far away from it. I, I highly spent yeah four years. He's a he's a redshirt junior, yeah. Which means at most a semester, right? I mean, if he yeah. if he took it on on schedule and Maybe football, a year. yeah. Uh, if he wants to stretch fine. it out, yeah. That's some guys do. He'll do it. He'll get it. Um, same with Jared too. Yeah, they'll, they'll all get it. They'll do it. And they'll they'll be fine. Um, but sad to see him go. Yeah, this is a, this is a sad departure. I think we'll we'll be okay. He's. Very talented, and he deserves to go to the next level to find his place, and he will find a place. Yeah. But I think we've brought in enough talented wide receivers to more than fill that gap. So, like. Yeah, the wide receiver court, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch of times. It's pretty outstanding. The the five or six guys we brought in last year are all. Incredibly talented, and so. the four or five guys that we're going to be bringing in this year, yeah. Oh, Oof. what's his name? The dude from Mississippi, Jordan Duncan. There you go. That guy's going to be a star. Well, he's the early entry, but we're yeah. still in the mix for, for AJ, AJ Brown. Brown from Mississippi. As well. Yeah, yeah. And who knows what might happen if those two commit, and then maybe DK Metcalf decides, I want to go join those two of my yeah. buddies. Same with uh, what's his name, Melky Stovall. Yeah. He's real talented. I like seeing him in. 
Yeah, I just like the first. I mean, this is kind of off topic, but with this recruiting class of offensive players coming in, with Melquise, with Derek Clark, with hopefully Zion Eccles. Um, Maybe he is looking back at yeah. it. So. Um, and then, you know, of course, Jordan Duncan, possibly A.J. Brown. All these guys are so versatile. Mm-hmm. You know, Melquise is listed as an all-purpose back, but we're going to be playing him in the slot yeah. with giving him about five carries a game. So As you know, we should. We yeah. can run some jet sweeps, too. Yep, yep. So I mean, they can play all over the field. So you can't really game plan for a specific guy in a specific position. Yeah. You just don't know where they're going to be playing. Um. Some other another thing I wanted to bring up on, off of Kenny is uh, Cedric Dozier and his transfer. That's right. And how it came out today that they're not going to let him to go to any other Pac-12 school to finish out his degree. Yeah. But if he graduates, he can go look at whoever he wants. Exactly. So. So it's a toss-up, right? Do you stay? You finish your degree, or do you move on? And. I'll be honest with you. I do not think he was the best cornerback. Yeah. But that being said, I. I hope that he stays and finishes his degree. I I don't want to see another guy go to Stanford. Yeah. Just, I know it, in the big scheme of things, it really doesn't mean anything, but <coughs> it just seems kind of off. Yeah, the only, lo- I understand. the only loop around I see is if he does decide to stay, finish his degree, then the only way he goes to Stanford is through grad school. It's not, it won't be based on, you know, a, just a collegiate yeah. transfer, so it's tough. An undergrad transfer, so yeah, it's gonna be difficult. But I mean, I think that'll happen. Um, Brendan Scarlet case was a was he kind of wanted to play with his brother. Yeah, too, so, so so I give him that little asterisk. It's not like he hated and despised Cal so much to the point where he wanted to play for the rival school. Which well, he, he does now. Yeah, yeah, well, he does now. What but, an uh, asshole. But at the time, it was more of a I want to play with my brother. Though that's the way that. You know, he kind of approached it in terms yeah. of with the media. So, um, but other than that, I mean, we haven't lost that many guys on the defensive end. No, um, we'll be perfectly fine. We lost Craigan and Jaleel. Yep. And I feel that, we, that we've been We've white lost Darius White as well. As well. But I feel like we can replace those guys and it'll all be okay. Yep, yep. Um, and we'll talk about more about this once we get into spring ball and we actually have time to go see the the early entry guys mm-hmm. um, play, including you know names such as Max Gilliam. And I'm looking forward to uh, I believe fellow Redwood, Redwood High School graduate Jake Curhan. Jake Curhan, there it is. Big six seven lineman, which would have stuck out like a sore thumb there. <laughs> uh, God, we did. I when I played there, our biggest guy was maybe. 250, 265. <coughs> so, and not not the biggest guy. Like, I was as tall as him, just he had about 80, 85 pounds on me. No, so. he just puts it on a different yeah, level. It it was funny watching the film to scout him because there's a bunch of, like, 5'10", 5'11", linemen. Then there's this big kid at right tackle <laughs> who's just pushing over everybody. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's a complete mismatch, and it the, is. though the rest of the team isn't isn't that good, I think they went to the playoffs this year. I I try to keep up sometimes. You try as much as you can. Yeah, I think they went something like five and five or five and six this year because they had a new coach. But the having one big lineman can't win every single game. No, no. They get beat up by Jared's school. We're in Catholic <laughs> bastards. <laughs> 
Excuse my language. Excuse your language. Um, so on from that talk, let's since we did talk about next year and the guys who might be filling in, let's talk about the schedule next year. Um, the schedule was just released. Um, I'm, we decided to break it up into the first half and the second half of the season. So you'll get the and, second uh, half next week. Yeah. As professional wrestling has taught me, always leave them wanting more. Exactly. So you want more of us. More after the break. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly And the break want. is a week long. Yeah. So cheers. Um, so let me read you the first six games, Trace. Uh, Saturday, August 27th, Hawaii. It says location TBA, but I'm pretty it's, sure it's in a little continent called Australia. Well, Australia is a pretty big continent. Not yeah. as big as Canada, which nope. isn't a continent. Which but, isn't. But, yeah. Um, and then the following week, uh, Saturday, September 10th at San Diego State. It's two weeks, but yeah. Probably two weeks, yep. And then the week after, Saturday, September 17th, home to Texas. Um, Saturday, September, Saturday, September 24th at Arizona State. Revenge of the Devil. Saturday, October 1st, Utah at home. Revenge. Saturday, October 8th at Oregon State. This one's for Javits Head. <laughs> That'll be seven years, actually, after the Javits event, which is ingrained in my head right now. Yeah. Oh, man. That fall. Yeah. That fall in my head still just... I think I had a football game that day, so I didn't see it live, but it played over and over again on Center. It was one of those gasp moments yeah. and just... What? Oh. Uh oh. Um, you know what? But let's talk about the schedule. Um, let's talk about these first six games. What are what are our must win out of these first six? I think taking down Hawaii is probably a big priority in Australia. Have a good showing over there, and beating Oregon State, I think we'll do that. Those are the only two that really jump out as must wins. Yeah. To me, but I I think we can beat all these all six of these teams. I think we can too. And I'm and I'm not judging that just based on how we've played, but I'm looking at also what they've lost, yeah. what these other teams have lost. Um San Diego State lost uh Pumphrey. <coughs> They're running back, I believe. Yep. And Texas Maybe they'll get better in this year of Charlie Strong, but there are so many questions around them that Hurd kind of lost his confidence and he didn't play too much in the uh, remaining weeks. So even though he turned into a light version of Vince Young against us, he may not play up to that level in Berkeley. Yeah. I don't think it's a personnel issue in Texas, in my opinion. It's more of there's just so many question marks regarding that coaching staff and just yeah. the, the continuity but for the management side of the football team. Um, but, uh, and with, uh, Arizona state, they lose, uh, Lucian and DJ Foster. Don't they also lose Berkovici? I thought he was like a sophomore or something. I thought he was, I thought he waited four years to play one year or three years. I thought he was a junior when he did the, the jail Mary, but I might be wrong. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. We'll have to look that up. I do not know. Yeah. But I'm looking at it going, yeah, because if Berkovici leaves, that means their starting quarterback will most likely be Brady White. Yeah, and while he's he's highly heralded, right? He was. He was. I mean, we recruited him as well. Um, he was a four-star, I believe. Um, but either way, you're starting a redshirt freshman, so that's that's got to be tough. Yeah, he was a senior this past year. <coughs> yeah, so they'll they'll have a new starting 
uh, for quarterback. Yeah, redshirt senior. Wow. Okay. Well, I think we can take him then. Yeah. Because, I mean, while we'll be breaking in Forrest or <coughs> Bowers or Gilliam or... Rubenzer. Rubenzer, yeah. I was going to say Cole Webb, but he's graduated. Black, Andrew Black. Andrew Black. Yeah, that guy's never playing. Or uh, hopefully maybe another second quarterback that we bring in yeah. this recruiting class. Uh, I think, is it that uh, Derek King guy? or Derek? King? No, he committed to uh, the University of Houston. Houston, okay. Even uh, though they brought in the dude from A&M. Huh? Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're still in the mix for uh, Mr. Victor Viramontes. Oh, from it's a, it's a uh, great uni- name. Univers- or he was a uh, Michigan commit. Oh. Who decommitted. Uh, he's a dual threat quarterback. So Well, hopefully he still likes blue and gold. Yeah. Well, we were the first ones to offer him, apparently, after uh, what's it? he decommitted from Michigan. So yeah, we're, we're on it. Yeah, he'll be visiting soon. So maybe the guys will do their job. And they'll bring yeah. him in, too. Um, I think a lot of the recruits are coming in when we play Arizona in basketball. Yep. So hopefully that will help convince them. Yeah, two weeks, actually. Yeah, January 22nd, I believe. 23rd. 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 And then um, Utah, they lose Wilson. They lose uh, Booker. Booker, Jared Norris. Uh, just some Giovanni of the, Paul, I yeah, believe. Some of those... Just a lot of their, I fe- think a bunch of their defense is gone. Yeah. So. Well, they pretty much lose every big name that you've, that they talk about when they talk about Utah this past season. Uh, what about every uh, pretty much Hatfield? The or what was the guy's name who? Yeah, that was Hatfield. Cornerback. Yeah, Hatfield. I think they lose him. Yeah. So they lose a bunch or of no, guys. No, he he was like a redshirt freshman or sophomore or something. They lose their other corner. I don't remember what his name is. Yeah. But there's a senior corner that they lose. Um. And then Oregon State, they've lost a couple of backup quarterbacks. So and they'll lose, they'll lose uh, Storm Woods as well. Yeah, even uh, though they have the undisputed future in Seth Collins, yeah, Mister Money in the Bank. Oof. He he'll make strides next year, that's yeah. for sure. And he might. He's win. a running quarterback, so he kind of has to. Yeah, and he'll make he'll get them wins next year as well. It's just they're not gonna. He's not gonna keep them in a lot of games. They're still a growing team, but. Yeah. They'll need some work under Gary Anderson, but he's a good coach. So. He is. He is a very good coach. I think we can win all of them. I don't think any of them are uh, – the one that I'd say that is a might lose is Texas. Yeah. But the other – I'm surprisingly confident, <coughs> which I try not to be confident about anything ever. Yeah, so. I mean, I would say that the at San Diego State game might be a trap game, but that was – that's only under the condition if we had played our first game at home. Like, going to San Diego State with a, a brand-new quarterback, second second away game, might have been difficult. But the fact that our first game is away in a – well, it's a neutral place. It, it'll yeah. be in Australia. But the fact that we still have to travel to Australia and yeah. get used to that and everything. Um, and we have to didgeridoo ourselves a favor yeah. and break in a quarterback. Yep. In Australia. Yeah. In Sydney. It's yeah. going to be a fun trip for those that go. I'm, I'm not sure if I will at this point because I'm going to go to England and Ireland the month before. So a little it's tight on that one. Make a little Commonwealth trip. Yeah. yeah. For Queen and Country. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of kicked all their butts a long time 
Um, yeah, I mean, I know people that are going. Uh, they decided to go after they found out it was in Australia. It's a good reason to go to Australia. Oh, yeah. My you dad, don't have an, uh, My dad's getting his passport for the first time <laughs> to go. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll yeah. be fun. Um, granted, just a little thing to note. I, um, Australia, a lot of things close early. It's really weird how things close early there. Also, everything costs more. Yeah. But the shepherd pie's good. Yeah. And you can get alligator meat. I've had alligator before. Or crocodile. Is it crocodile or alligator? Uh, you know what? I'm still two. not used to the whole... I, I can't... I don't think I'll ever learn. I don't remember what the difference is anyway, <laughs> so I'm not going to get you on that one. <laughs> um, so let's look at our predictions for these first first six games. Um, do we... We want six wins out of these first yeah. six games, right? Is that what is that what we aim for, or I think we should aim for at least five. At least five. We can start five and one or six and zero, oh. but the problem is that the schedule's backloaded. Yeah, I mean, if you've if you just listened to who we play in the first six, we play Hawaii, San Diego State, Texas, Arizona State, Utah, Oregon State. You can imagine who's left in the back end. You <laughs> just automatically you think of Washington State. You think of Oregon, you think of USC, you think of UCLA, you think of Stanford. That like just right there, those those five suplexes. So much fun. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> You've got the Brock Lesnar of backloaded schedules. Ugh. This this I think this backloaded last six weeks might actually be tougher than that middle four week craziness we had this year. Yeah, we always seem to have the uh, just craziness of. Every single Oregon, Stanford, USC, UCLA. We seem to yeah. have that every year, all yeah. in like a short period of time. Uh, it's frustrating. It is. It really is. I don't know how the scheduling thing works. Do they just plug it into a computer, or is there like six people that sit around the table and say, let's screw over Cal this year? Uh, I think it's a group of monkeys playing darts with typewriters. Uh, and then someone just taking down notes from a, yeah. a one-sided window? Flinging feces around. A reflective you know. window. Okay. That's what it is. Um, or, you know, competitive games of Pac-Man. <laughs> I'd say, hey, if I win, putting this game on a Thursday. <laughs> the drunken pac scheduling office. There's your soap opera. <laughs> There's our soap opera. There's our soap opera. The computer's <laughs> pregnant. Oh. It's the tree's baby. Oh. Oh. Um. But yeah, I mean, I expect us to go either five one and six and zero too, um, and that'd be a great start. I mean, we started this year like that too. Who says we can't? I'm I'm not saying that it's going to be blowouts every single week. No, but I think we have the personnel and we have the talent in order to to just grab those wins. Yeah, the offensive line made some big strides. We yep. know who our running backs are going to be. Yep. We know for the most part what our defense is going to look like. Yep. So, the sky's the limit. Yeah, I mean, personally, I just think that, you know, I'm looking at all these games. And I'm looking at the Texas game, um, the Utah game, and just, or actually, I'm just looking at those two games in general. It's just because the Texas game is going to be one of those games where, <coughs> excuse me, um, the guys who didn't get to play last year or did play a little bit, they're going to want not revenge, but more of a, okay, we could have easily beaten these guys a lot more like yeah. we we didn't have to keep this a close game where we lost where we won just by a missed extra point 
Like, yeah. we could have we we could easily do this. So I think it, it might be one of those games where these guys just come out and just, especially the Texas guys, just come out and just punch them in the face. Yeah, we can climb on board the murder train with these guys. So yeah, and then the Utah game, of course. There's there's nothing to be said. It's going to be a revenge there's, game. We're coming for you. Yeah, Utah. Yeah, at home. So yeah. it'll be huge. We're gonna make signs about uh, my cousin Vinny. <laughs> Utes. I mean, if Utes. you haven't never gotten Cal football tickets, season home tickets, I think this is the season to get it. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at the home games this year. It's a pretty good. Group of home games. And you can come join us at the CGB tailgate. It's $10 per person. All you can eat, though. It's not free. It's It's great food. It's great food. Yeah. It's great food. They do a real good job at that. (coughs) So might as well plug them while we can. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to ask a few people whether that invitation was sanctioned or not. It probably wasn't. So (laughs) forget what you heard. Um, we need those little men in black things, but they can't really go through here. But they also yeah. don't know where we have our tailgate. Yeah. So so we're not going to tell you. Yeah. Unless yeah. you know what we look like. So. Do they know what we look like? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is not this is not good. I mean, my, <laughs> my picture on Twitter is from two years ago. I look about the same. Well, so. my, my picture on Twitter is of Kenny Lawler, so... Yeah. They might be... Yeah, they'll no, be okay, yeah. relatively confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that's it for football. Yeah. Um, we'll go over the next or the, the last six games of the schedule next week, maybe some new fresh football talk um, oh. in terms of recruits and stuff, if there's Ooh. anything that comes through. Um, but on to what made us sad this entire week. Basketball. We're, We're talking basketball. basketball. That was terrible. <laughs> Um, you know what? Let's go with let's go with the women's first because at the women's we can talk a little bit happier. They at least won a game. They held Colorado <coughs> scoreless for 19 minutes. Yeah, that's almost that's almost an entire half of basketball. So Cal played Colorado on scoreless for an entire quarter. The eighth of January, uh, and Cal wins 64 to 35. So Cal kept Colorado shooting. At a rate of 25.5% for the game. For the game. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, and Cal went 43.3% for the game. Yeah. Didn't make a three. But here's the stat. Second quarter points. Nine to <coughs> nothing. Nine, zero. <laughs> zero to nine. Nine, zero. <laughs> Zero nine. <laughs> Is that a baseball score? Yeah. That's what other scores could nine no possibly be? Uh, it well, could be a football the f- score. First three quarters of the uh, Seattle Minnesota game yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Which I, on a side note, I was watching that in my living room. We were about to go out for one reason or another, and I. I was talking to myself at the time. I said, 10 bucks that he's going to miss this last kick. He's going to hook it. Because the way I saw it described was if if you've seen, if the things that happened to Russell Wilson happened to you, you'd sure as heck believe in what he believes in. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. But on that note, how it relates to Cal, to Cal Colorado, 
we'll not get back off track like that again. I mean, this was a this was weird. I mean, Cal Colorado was tied at the end of the first quarter, fourteen fourteen. Yeah. Then Cal scores nine, Colorado scores zero. Then Cal scores eighteen, and Colorado scores nine. That nine didn't come until May with three or four minutes left in the <coughs> third quarter. I want to say. Yep. And then Cal scores twenty three to Colorado's twelve in the fourth quarter. So yeah, that's a beatdown. That's a recipe of winning. A if Nick- you can outscore them every quarter, that yeah. pretty much guarantees you win. Christina Nickway with her uh, seventh <coughs> freshman of the week in the Pac-12. Yeah, in this game, Christina Nickway, 20 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, and two blocks. Six offensive rebounds, I might add. Yeah, that's a, very just, balanced. Just very balanced. A dominating performance. The only the only little asterisk I have from this game is Michaela Cowling, one of ten. Uh, yeah. Gabby Green went three for 11 as well, and no one made a three. Yeah, not a single three made. But we only attempted six. Yeah. So they attempted 18, but they made four. You got to pound the rock, as uh, (laughs) my old high school coaches would have said. Pound it inside. Uh, Phrasing. (laughs) They played a great game on, uh, let's see, the eighth was... Remember my days Friday? Yeah. Friday. So there was that. And then Cal just played uh, Utah on the 10th, which was, I believe, yesterday. Yesterday at 2. Yep. Uh, at Haas, Cal loses to Utah 84-79. to They got blown by in the uh, fourth quarter. Yeah. 27-11. to Yep. <coughs> but it's, one of the, a, it's okay. One of their star players, Danielle Rodriguez... She did not attempt a single shot. Wow. And that's how they won. That's defense. Yeah. But th- but they still won. Yeah, with uh, the work of Katie Cuckluck with uh, 22 points and five threes. Yep. Emily Potter, 8 of 14. And uh, Malia Nawahine. I think that's how... I, I hope I'm not butchering her name. But and nine of... I don't think she's listening. Yeah, so. 9 of 11 with 20 points. Two threes. And five assists. So, pretty solid. Um, but then you look at our our team, and oy vey, oy vey. Uh, Gabby Green, 5 of 12. Ash Thomas, 4 of 11. Christina Nigway, 9 of 21. That, she's just emulating the great Kobe Bryant. Current Kobe Bryant. No, that's a lot of Kobe Bryant. Is that old Kobe Bryant? I mean, he won the finals MVP by going six for twenty-four. That's true. He did get this a lot. True. This is he true. He did get a lot of rebounds in that game, and I remember watching, thinking, "Okay, him and Gasol are dominating." But but, but the makes he made were really important in that yeah. in that game. He also had that pass to our test at the end. That yep, he hit the three. And yeah, that sealed it. Yeah. But off target again. But <coughs> Kayla Cowling won six and nine. That's nice. So she re- so she rebounded. Um, yeah. But, I mean, we had four people from our team scoring double digits. Uh, yeah. Mikhail Cowling, 14. Christina Nigway, 23. Ash Thomas, 10 points. Gabby Green, 12. So, you know what? We we did it. I don't. I just don't know what the reason was that... that this falling apart in the fourth quarter, I think, is a big one. Yeah, 20, outs, being outscored 27 to 11 would have been pretty big. Um, I, I don't know. I This was one of those weird... 
weird lost games, I would say. Like, it felt like we were playing well the entire game. Yeah. But it just, I don't get how this game just got a little bit out of reach. Um, I mean, the only things I'm looking at on the stat sheet that, that really come at me is Utah's bench outscored us 28 to 11. And that's the pretty much the only stat. I mean, yeah. second chance points, Cal had 18 compared to Utah's 9. Um, Cal had 22 points off of turnovers. Utah only had 19. Um, like the, I, I really don't see what in the stats showed that we were just not no. better. I mean, we took 70 shots. I don't know what that means in terms of like, was were we fast paced? Were we were were they just not playing great defense? But we took 70 shots compared to their 57. And yet we lost by five points. Yeah. So can't always do anything about that. So, <sighs> but let's move on to men's. I guess. Oh, sadness! Sadness. Yeah, this Oregon game. At a certain point, I realized, okay, we're not winning. I'm gonna go do something else before I throw a punch. This is sadness everywhere. Yeah. This was just, you know, what moment re- made me realize. Oh, well, let me let me say this first. For people, maybe you know, you're overseas and get to see the game or whatever. Um, Oregon beats California at Matthew Knight Arena in Eugene, sixty-eight to sixty-five. First time in that arena, I might add. The curse of Garrett Sim has worn off. Yep, um, we had won twelve of the last thirteen, I believe, against Oregon. Yeah, the we one. had not lost at Matthew Knight Arena yet. Yeah, and this was our first loss. Curse of Garrett Sim, man. Yeah. Now that he's gone, they can beat us again, <coughs> which is awful. I wish he'd come back to be like a graduate assistant or something. And then Jorge could come back and whoop his you-know-what all over again. I, I'll i tell you this. Before we go delve into the stats a little bit more for this game, the moment I knew we lost was when uh, Boucher hit that three in the corner. Yep, it was it was done. I think that was the moment for me. When Boucher hit that three, when he when he just when he jumped up and he shot it, I was like, if this goes in, that's the game. I'm yeah. I'm not. Uh, we're not coming yeah, back. We're not coming we back. can't make a three to yeah. save our lives. Yeah. So, um, so that was the moment for me. But let's delve a little bit deeper into the stats. Cal did not make a single three. No. We're looking at the sheet right now. It says Cal shot forty nine point one percent from for field goal throughout the game. Cal shot zero point zero percent three. From three-point range for yeah. the game. A great showing from uh, Jalen Brown. Just, he took over. He had an uh, amazing game. But when Jordan Matthews goes 0 of 8, 0 of 4 from 3, Bird misses his two threes, Domingo missed one, Wallace missed, missed his two. two, Brown missed two. Those were the only two misses that Brown had, by the way. <coughs> he had 20 points on 10 field goal attempts, which is great as far as efficiency. But you can't... In the modern league, you can't miss your threes, all of them. Nope. And you can't foul as much as we did. And I will say, I thought that Jalen wasn't getting a fair shake because there are at least four or five occasions where I thought he got bumped. Yeah. And they didn't call it. But hindsight being twenty twenty, you got to make your threes either way. Yep. And I you mean, know, you not shot... turn the ball over. I mean, if. Look at it this way. Cal only lost by three points. We shot 12 threes. Yeah. 
And this is... You make uh, one. You make one, the game's tied. You make two, the game's over. Yeah. I mean, granted, basketball is about the flow of the game, so you can't, you can't, we can't say that definitively, but if you just play the numbers game, that's how it ends up. Yeah. You just make two, we win the game. I could take 12 three-pointers right now, and I guarantee I could make at least one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm in that boat, yeah. too. 12 or 15. I think I could take... If you give me 15, I could probably make two. Yeah. It depends on how... I don't know. There's a certain kind of mentality that you have. <laughs> like, some days I'll miss every shot. Some days I can't miss. Like, there's a day of playing basketball where I couldn't make a shot until right at the end, and I hit, like, a Steph Curry step back. Yeah. And that's all she wrote. But it, I don't know. It, uh, not making a single three and f- create, or giving up. Coughing up the ball 18 times. Yeah, those were bad turnovers. And those too. these turnovers were really bad. These weren't these weren't ones where, you know, you know, sometimes there's just lucky turnover. You know, you're you're going up for a shot, the guy just kind of reaches in and knee. instead of the foul, he just taps it and it hits your knee and it goes out. You, there's nothing you can do about those ones. No. But these ones were I'm dribbling too much. Um, I make a lazy pass. Yeah. Um, I throw it too far ahead of my teammate. Yeah. Um, like it was just it's simple things like that. Um, that Boucher dude for Oregon's real good though. Yeah, he was you know, the he was the dude that Walton was raving about. Like only he's only played basketball for three years from yep. Montreal. Yep, talented but, kid. But you look at it the other side. One other guy that did pretty well for Oregon, a little guy named Tyler Dorsey, <sighs> who um, if you don't know, Cal was uh, recruiting him very hard. Um, he was one of the guards that Cal wanted to get last year. So he went four for six from three. It seemed like every time we were within range, like within striking distance, he would nail a three. Yeah. It's just what it like seemed like. we were like. ahead by one point, and then boom, he did a three, they'd be up two. Yeah, you know, or we, we'd come close, we would be, you know, by two, and then somehow they would steal the ball, and then he would sh- sink a three, like a yeah. fadeaway jumping three. It was it was insane. Um, he scored 17 points. And yeah. so, I don't know. I, it was a it's disappointing game. It was frustrating. But the fact that we, we basically lost because two. We gave up the ball too many times, and we didn't make a single three. Yeah. So. If we can, when, when we don't play like that, <coughs> like even against Oregon State, where we only really played a single half. Yep. This will segue in. And we made eight threes. We shot 50% for the free three-point line. We still can't win when you turn the ball over over me. Let's set the number at 12. Yeah. Arbitrary number, I know. <coughs> the six but, and a half sounds about right. Yeah. But it don't You just can't turn the ball over. <coughs> Even if you're not making a shot, you're still doing something. You're still taking a shot. It's like in baseball, how uh, the whole Moneyball ethos was, at the time, the philosophy was that on-base percentage was underrated. So getting a walk is the best, one of the best outcomes, but not striking out is the big part yeah. of it. You don't want guys who strike out. You want guys who at least make contact. You want It's the similar sort of principle. You want guys to take shots and... Even if they're missing, guys can get offensive rebounds. Exactly. It adds a different variable in it that isn't there all the time. 
It was just, this was one of those games where it was just, it seemed like nothing was working on offense for us. It, no. It, it reminded me of like our first, our first few games um, when the season started. Like, yeah, we tried to beat them athletically. You can't beat Oregon athletically. Yeah, we can't. We, Gary Payton was just too good. Oregon State, uh, yeah. Oregon State. Uh, Gary Payton was just amazing on defense. Well, you know who we learned it from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Pops is a good teacher. He's, he's He was all right. He, he was know. called the glove. Yeah. They made a big mistake in the 96 finals with not putting him on Jordan sooner. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, every guy that played for this, for the Oregon State team, they did their job. Yeah. Um, like, if you look at the percentages of the game, Cal shot 52.2% from the field, 50, 50% from three, 65.2% from the line. Oregon State, on the other hand, 42.9% from the from field goals. Uh, from three, they shot 42.9, the exact same. And from the line, they shot 74.1. They so, also had 15 offensive rebounds, and they uh, made five more free throws. Yep. So if you look at it from that perspective, if you look at just the percentages, we should have won because we were shooting at a higher rate. Yeah, but, but we, we only took 46 shots. They took 63. Exactly. So that's where it comes from, right, is that we coughed up the ball in this game 16 times. They had 12 points off of turnovers. They had 12 points from second chances. They had 42 points from their bench. Well, they have two guys who are pretty much starters coming off their bench. Because <coughs> from how I'm looking at this, Stephen Thompson and Trace Tinkle, <laughs> coach's son, uh, they played the lion's share of the minutes over uh, Langston, Morris Walker, and Malcolm DeVivier. And Drew Eubanks as well. Yeah. Eubanks is, uh, I think, Jamal Jarmal Reed. Yeah. He played. He was their third starter, and he had eight points. So between those three guys, they have 34 points of that 42 coming off the bench. Compared to our eight. Yeah. Singer, he got some. Well, he, he Jabari got... Eh. I mean, Singer was 100% from the field. Yeah. Well, it's easy to do when you only take two shots. But yeah. He was very good against Oregon, I thought. And Oregon State, he was all right. He's, his contributions are not really made in the stat sheet. I could tell from the beginning of this game, though this there was a, this was a there was a huge gamble played by Conzo. Um, he started he started Kingsley, mm-hmm. and he uh, and Rooks came in <clears throat> merely a few minutes afterwards. Um, but they played the ball into those two guys quite often in the first couple of minutes, um, but it did not pay off. And then Oregon State just was off to the races, and they played a combined total of twelve minutes. Yeah, and they did not look back. But it was those. It was trying to establish those two guys in the first couple of minutes, where the game basically fell apart. And we tried going back to that small ball lineup with Ivan at the five, but we had played so much with Kingsley and Cameron at at the five that it came to a point where on defense there was just not enough communication and not enough weak side help. Yeah. Because and, we had played with those big guys all throughout. I guess you kind of have to you have to stick to that now yeah. as the season goes on. Where I think we can get away with that small ball lineup at certain points. 
And we should because it's a good lineup. It is. It is a very good lineup. But, but that only works if we're yeah. nailing our threes and not turning the ball over. Yeah, we're only doing one of those. So it's too bad. They'll have Stanford down at Stanford. On Thursday. Yeah. Let me pose a question to you. I got this I got this question or I saw this on Twitter and I I responded with my response, but I want to know yours. Someone uh, posted saying, What if we had Singer start? What if we had Singer start and we moved Jordan off t- on the bench and we had Singer start with Wallace, with Jalen, with Ivan, and with either of the two big guys? Um, I don't like that if you're putting Jordan on the bench. Yeah. You can't put Jordan on the bench. <coughs> He's our best shooter by a lot. Yeah, I mean, what my response was that regardless of how well Jalen's been shooting, regardless of, you know, sometimes Tyrone makes the occasional three. And Sam is a decent outside shooter. There's still no, there's there's still no big time outside threat. I if mean, you take Jordan or Jabari out, here's my thought: If you want to play Singer and make it a small ball lineup, take out the big guy and either Rooks or Coro, then yeah, then I could see that working. Just because Singer can op- operate as a pure point, Wallace does really well playing off the ball and cutting and doing all the little things. Brown is. And be solid as your small ball four who can slash and drive. And, and post up as well. Post up and take the occasional mid-range shot. Matthews will have more opportunities as there's more space and Rab can eat up down low. <coughs> but there's, I mean, Singer's actually really good defensively. He better is. than Bird was at the beginning of the season. Yep. So I could I could see it happening if they do that. You just can't. Take Jordan out from the starting lineup. I just think it takes away an aspect of this yeah. team, which is so good, is that that balance between inside and outside. Yeah, it takes but, when it takes out your best shooter, you don't want to do that. Yeah, I mean, because what what people were saying was, well, you can still drive and dish. Well, it it only works if you can drive and dish, and that guy who and catches they can the make dish the shot exactly can make the shot consistently. Because even if he misses, you're still thinking about him, and you you force the defense to expand. But if you know that he's maybe only a 33 point something or like a 28% shooter from, from three, you're going to back off. You're going to say, yeah. all right, all right, take right, it. Try it. Do it. I dare you. Yeah. And if he doesn't make it, then, then they, it's kaput. It's, they're, not, they're just going to pack it in and they're yeah. just going to force you to Get try and take it. The double shot, birds and leave. Which is basically what happened in the Oregon game. Yeah. Which they just packed it in. They just said, you're not making anything. Keep shooting until you try. Yeah. Um, and when you do, we'll talk, but yeah. you're still not going to. Nope. So yep. Nope. That's not what happened. So Cal is now 12 and 5, 2 and 2 in conference play. Um, I think we'll be fine. I think we will. It's a learning experience. Yeah. So. People, are, people are saying, oh, we're a bubble team. Eh, I don't think we're a bubble team. I think we're, I think we're still solidly in. We'll be, a, we'll be in. It's just a worse draw now. We won't be a higher. We won't be a higher seat. That's for sure. I, I hope we can kind of turn it around. We to could become one. Well, we easily could. But I'm just saying at this particular point at in time. At this junction, no. We're like a seven or Hell eight. No. We're not a. We're not a one through five. No. So we're, we're a seven right now. Yeah. Actually, in bracketology. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, the season is still a very long season. There's still, you know, the reason that gives me hope this year is because the Pac-12 teams are doing so well. Every single one of them. Yeah. That 
you can play any team on a on any given night, I mean, and if you win, that just boosts your RPIs like crazy. I mean, look at Arizona; they lost both their games at the LA schools. Exactly, so. exactly. So, eh, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Right. Um, that, that pretty much sums up our podcast. Yeah, we're, it's Monday here, so we're probably gonna go home watch the national championship game. It is. The I'm national... gonna watch Monday Night Raw actually out of habit. It actually, because kicks I off myself. National Championship game actually kicks off uh, in about 13 minutes. So Okay, I'm s- totally not going to make that because <laughs> the traffic is north, uh, East 80 at this hour. It's around 5 o'clock right now on Monday. East 80 at this time is god-awful. <coughs> so I'm going to be going San Pablo all the way home. Yeah. That's... For about half of it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, you know how to get at us at Twitter at Rob Eleven H W N G at, at Trace Travers Three. You can find our stuff at at Golden Blogs yeah. um, or CaliforniaGoldenBlogs dot com. You can email the podcast at cgbbearcast at gmail dot com yeah. and find us on iTunes as well. Yeah. If you're already listening we'll, to this, I'm pretty sure you. Occasionally, can we'll be at the games, either covering them or at, as fans. I will For be the basketball games at least. I will be at Stanford on Thursday. Yes. Please stop taking creeper pictures of us. It's weirding us out, man. Who's taking creeper uh, pictures of us? A couple of the, a couple of dudes who go to the CGP tailgate do that to me, and Twist does that to us sometimes. Well, I've seen Twist's stuff on Facebook, so yeah. th- there's that. Um, but um, I don't know how to feel. I about know that. it's all done jokingly. <laughs> it is. As we're all friendly but, and but stuff. Is but is it? But is it? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I'm not going to be able to sleep at night. But, you know. That's that's another question. Keep it positive. <laughs> please. Power please. of positivity. Um, but, yeah, if you have any questions for us, uh, we would be happy to answer them uh, regarding football or basketball or yeah. any other sport. Or, you know, life advice. We're probably not that good at that. But you know what? Yeah. We'll try. We'll try. Um, Effort is the main thing. <laughs> I think we'll also start maybe talking about baseball in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, baseball season does start. So El Gaucho, Mitchell Cranston. Mitchell Cranston. That is his birthday today, I yeah. just saw on Twitter. He has so. a picture of his face on his shirt. <laughs> so happy birthday, El Gaucho. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about the baseball team. Uh, we have a pretty good baseball team. So we'll yeah. talk about them in a little bit as well. Okie dokie. So that pretty much wraps it up today. And as always, go Bears. Go Bears. You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bear territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bear territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bear territory! Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.